Can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. A lot of people have said there are people now dying of the swine flu who are in good health. By whose standards? Hospitals serve Jello. Robert Scott Bell. Food advertising. You know the people. Fresh, natural, hearty, old-fashioned, homemade goodness in a can. <laughs> Robert Scott Robert Bell. Scott Bell. Scott Bell. Dr. Agus argues that the fountain of youth is obtainable if everyone were to take statin drugs. Excuse me? It sounds completely, completely insane. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom and making sense out of medical propaganda. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty Robert Scott Bell. All right, here we go. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on. Chilling out from, uh, I don't know, sunny or foggy or misty uh, Southern California. Solana Beach happening this week. And uh, courtesy one of our super patron supporters, Super Don, you know, our friend Allison and family. They're amazing. And uh, we got my wife and my daughter with me. And uh, my son's holding the fort back at home. And all is good. All is right with the world. And all right. Uh, I don't know. I'm just like, I see the stories I want to cover. And those of you who check it out on the show notes at robertscottbell.com, or if you get the newsletter from Super Don, you might see it. And I'm like, well, there's some outrageous stories that I could get really fired up about. Maybe an I told you so or two. But I might just be so chill because I'm feeling that California <laughs> vibe. People are going to be like, wait a minute. He doesn't care. I do care. But the emo- it's like you're not as emotional as usual. But I'm just What's chilling. wrong with Robert Scott I'm at the Bell. beach. That's what it feels like. Just the vibe. I, I envy you so much. Yeah. So, ooh, there you go. Um, this is actually a good story, but it's a shocking story. And this is, of course, CNN. Super Don loves CNN. I love CNN. CNN yeah. is so, oh, <laughs> I want to just give him a big Every hug. time you do a CNN story on the Robert Scott Bell Show, there's like hate mail sent to us. I don't does know an why. an angel lose its wings or something every time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, a reporter gets banned by uh, Musk on Twitter. That's yeah, funny. yeah. Did you notice that, by the way? The I reporters did. were supposedly banned because he they doxed him or they basically showed out where his family was in real time. Right. And he's like, don't do that. And, and, you know, they were just the entire liberal media around the world was just uh, up in arms and outraged. How dare you censor a reporter or reporters? And I'm thinking, where were you guys when they were censoring us and many mm-hmm. of our friends who were reporting on things that were inconvenient to the uh, COVID narrative? Right. Uh, and, and, you know, and, you know, and the irony of course is, um, Musk may be more of a bigger fan of democracy than they are because he took, he allowed a vote. And the vote won to put those reporters back on Twitter. Right. So they're back on now. Yeah. Uh, but the hypocrisy. I've, I've seen headlines, but I have not looked into it. I mean, I saw a lot of people yeah. were, 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 you know, complaining that he was uh, uh, banish, banishing or suspending other reporters that, uh, that at least on their, their side of the story is that, uh, these are people that he is having issues with and he's just censoring them and they're trying to point right. out how he's being a hypocrite because he was, you know, for free speech and then now he's banning people from... Right, but the from- irony is the hypocrites are the leftist media who, who said nothing over the entire time before Musk bought Twitter about all of us. Who well, yeah, now, now all of a sudden they're wanting accountability yeah. and transparency at uh, Twitter now that Elon Musk is in charge. Because uh, 
now they're on the receiving end yeah. of some of this stuff that was going on. Is there on, anything so. that you like less than hypocrisy, rank hypocrisy? Neil Diamond. Oh, come on. Oh, really, no. You know did what? I say I that? I never pick on Barry so, Manilow. No. And you're going to go right after Neil Diamond. And he's got Parkinson's. Oh, poor Neil Diamond. I'm sorry. I take it he's back. got Parkinson's. You can't pick on people with Parkinson's. We've got a story about Parkinson's, by the oh, way. Oh, is that like you, you, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, right? Is that you? You wouldn't pick on a guy with Parkinson's. Yeah, uh, is that how no. it works? I bat, I box, but I usually take my glasses what off. What would happen if Fauci got Parkinson's? <laughs> then would you be nice to him? Then no, we wouldn't. No, okay. He hasn't earned it. Neil Diamond <laughs> earns a little bit of niceness <laughs> points anyway. Oh my goodness! <sighs> All right. Anyway, you can tell you. I yes, I can tell you're chill. Yeah, I am. I'm. Chill. I think I'm this is going to be like a show. Just kind of us, just kind of just goofing off, but. Well, we'll no, see. there's some serious stories. There are. I mean, look, the first story here from CNN is just shocking. Is Its headline reads, more than a third of parents oppose vaccine requirements in schools. Uh, this is what, Kaiser Family Foundation at KFF? It is. It's not Kentucky Fried Frickin'. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it says more than a third of U.S. parents say that vaccinating children against measles, mumps, and rubella should be an individual choice <gasps> and not a requirement. Yeah. No way. Isn't that crazy? And it, it, it's a third. a third, dude, that's a huge number. That's a jump from like 3%, which is what it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So here again lies the COVID rub. They pushed so hard on COVID jabs that are not even vaccines that it's woken millions of people up that were either agnostic or um, very passionate about, you know, everybody should be vaccinated. And now you got a third of U.S. parents saying that mm -hmm. it should be optional, an individual so choice, and not a requirement. And who are they going to blame? Right? They're going to blow. Oh, it's um, um Wakefield, Wake, yeah. uh, Wakefield, and and Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, you know. I don't know how they'll go back to that. I mean, it's not unprecedented because they usually do. But at this point, you know, what have you heard from Wakefield or Jenny McCarthy in a while? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Which I'm sure they're they're happy about. It only took you know decades for that crap <laughs> but, to end. But what about right? McCullough? And oh yeah, no, no, no! It's the new kids on the block, right? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be uh, Joe Rogan. Um, it's gonna be Peter McCullough. It's going to be uh, who else? Who else would it be? Sherry Tenpenny. Uh, yeah. You know, RFK Jr. They, you know, the the disinformation dozen. They're gonna mm -hmm. blame the anti-vaxxers. But you know, if you look at this, actually, Robert, uh, it shows here the difference from 2019. They say the Pew Research Center found 23 percent of parents opposed. And now, according to this Kaiser uh, survey, it's 35. Yeah. So in, in what, 2019, so that's what, three years? Yeah. It's gone from 23% to 35%. And I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. The, the reasoning for that, mm -hmm. uh, they screwed the pooch, yeah. okay? Because nope, people sure. didn't care. They, didn't, they, they really didn't care. But they exposed themselves. They tried to force people, mandate people, and it created a national, international, really, conversation mm -hmm. about vaccines and highlighted and people were exposed to the corruption. They saw it for what it was. And so what they've done is they've now created more skepticism about vaccines. It's all their fault, but they're not going to blame themselves. No, they didn't Super do it. This is also part of this article it says as of Thursday, 77 children had confirmed a confirmed case of measles. More than a third of them were hospitalized according to data from the Columbia public health. 
And the vast majority of the children were completely unvaccinated against measles and four had received half of the recommended two dose series. Hmm. Um, now we're back to the measles now, of course, but look, this is, this is the problem that we're going to see. We're going to see more of this and, and somebody will be shocked and go, Robert, but you're not, a, you're not for these vaccines. And I'm saying, no, 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 I'm not for them at all, but I'm telling you what they're now acknowledging that the use of the MMR shot, which includes the measles uh, antigens, has wiped out natural immunity from mother to child over many generations now. So that those who are not getting the so-called vaccine, the well, the vaccine, are not getting jabbed, are having to, well, be exposed to whatever form of it, whether it be vaccine-induced or not, and they don't have the same, what will we say, robust immune response? Because we block the normal trans, transmission, if you will, of antibodies in, in, in the early years, maternal antibodies for children that are too young that could be in danger should this happen. Now, this is not me saying, oh my gosh, we just need to keep vaccinating, but this will be the argument of those of the vaccine religion to say, oh, we've got to double down and triple down because now we, we acknowledge what Robert is saying, that we've eliminated natural immunity. So now we have to rely 100% on artificially induced vaccine immunity or else everybody's going to die. So that's going to be their next, I predict this, this will be their next clarion call that they admit what they've done. But now that we've done it, we can't undo it. So everybody's got to get these shots or else the world is going to die. The world is going to end. That's their uh, mission statement. That's going to be their MO or their clarion call for parents. Now, I'm here to tell you it's not necessary to panic, even though, yes, there's some serious considerations here that I acknowledge. It is time to double down on natural immunity, natural uh, things to strengthen the immune response and to address it homeopathically with homeoprophylaxis and or response to the manifestation of the measles, which we have, again, the nosode for measles. We have uh, remedies for, for all the eruptive diseases, chicken pox and measles, and both can involve rust tox and apis, malefica, many things that could keep these kids out of the hospital because they won't be endangered by it. And navigate this as if this were a natural, not crisis, but a natural rite of passage, once again, that will strengthen the immunity long-term and strengthen and mature other functions of the body, including liver detoxification processes that seemingly rely upon this rite of passage in childhood. So I, I'm, I'm not here to say uh, the concern isn't real. The concern is real because very few people have actually had natural measles in a long time. But the response to it is wrong that now, since we're already this far gone, we just got to keep taking measles booster shots or MMR shots into adulthood and everywhere. No, we need to look at other remedies that exist in the natural world that have predated all of modern medicine's vaccine, you know, uh, what we call their vaccine dream, I guess you could say. And I don't know if this is a different uh, song for me to say, yes, there is a concern, but the concern doesn't lead to more shots. The concern leads out of it back to natural immunity, which is going to strengthen all of humanity by allowing this to happen. It's not me wanting, oh, I want kids to die. In fact, if they're under proper homeopathic care and holistic care, they're not going to die. But the medical system is more, it's more likely that these kids are going to be harmed or, or, or end up dead because of the things they do to suppress 
the expression of what's called a disease rather than facilitate the strengthening of the body through that process. So folks, if you don't, if you haven't found a homeopath, if you haven't become a homeopath, I think it's time. And there are courses available to you. In fact, uh, I have my clinical homeopathy 101 plus lecture on demand through Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. And you can also now take um, ongoing clinical homeopathic training uh, through Trinity School of Natural Health. There's an eight-week course available to you, thanks to DesBio as well. So check that out, trinityschool.org, and a whole lot more at robertscottbell.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about lead toxicity. Could it be killing more or could it be killing less than the COVID jab after this? In the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, back at it here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, the syndicated radio through GCN or home and broadcast radio syndication. Links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com, including banners galore. And those banners are all connected to great deals for products or services valuable to us here that we actually use. I use them and I want you to use them as well. And uh, we've just plugged into uh, Indigo Specs. For those of you who watch me on on the air, uh, pre-record in the case of our Sunday broadcast sometimes, or live during our Monday through Friday two hours a day show, I have various different blue blocking glasses now and prescription and everything. And they're through a company in North Carolina called Indigo Specs, and they have a discount RSB10. But they're an American company. They love America. They love. They support the Red Pill Expo and G. Edward Griffin. They love the Robert Scott Bell Show. And I'd love for you to buy stuff that's not made in China for once. So check out indigospecs.com. And you can see clearly, even when you're watching your computer screen, awesome stuff there. We're going to get super Donna pair soon too. Now, what can result in poor vision? All kinds of toxicity. In this next article, it talks about lead toxicity leading to one in five deaths. Is that true? Is that possible? Could it be? Uh, this is a Children's Health Defense, the Defender uh, article. And it's written by Mercola there. It says, lead is one of three toxins shown to have the greatest negative impact on the human lifespan and is linked to cardiovascular problems, reproductive problems, miscarriage, low birth weight, headaches, seizures, and hearing and vision impairments, nerve disorders, muscle and joint pain, brain damage, and reduced IQ. Now, you know, it's interesting when you say one in five deaths, that's 20% of all deaths linked to lead toxicity. So uh, lead in combination with other things like mercury is even more deadly. Lead in combination with an, an, any number of things is, is more dangerous. But here we got a thematic element emerging that toxins are the primary cause of dysfunction, disease, degeneration, and death. And this is 20% of them, lead. Now, the, one of the things that's mentioned here is cardiovascular problems. And I don't know how many of you know the history of uh, a, a phenomenal technique that was developed accidentally uh, for heart disease, clearing arteries without opening without open heart, without ripping a vein out, turning it inside out and attaching it in a bypass manner to the heart. This is in the early part of the 20th century, mid 20th century. Uh, they found that a uh, synthetic amino acid, EDTA, when brought into the body intravenously, it would be a lifesaver for those with acute lead toxicity, acute lead exposure that might even die. And when they administered this synthetic amino acid, EDTA, into the 
directly in the in veins intravenously. Not only did, did they undo the the the, uh, the lead, got the lead out. You hear that? Get the lead out. But they reversed coronary artery disease. They started clearing evidence of clearing the plaque that had built up in the arteries. And all the doctors were doing legitimate treatment for lead toxicity moments before. The next moment when they figured out it was also clearing the arteries and they started selling this as a treatment for coronary artery disease, various, you know, clogging the arteries manifestations, then suddenly that practice, legitimate medical practice, was recoined or recategorized as quackery. Quackery. Like akin to what they believe homeopathy is. How and why? Because there was an emerging field in the medical, uh, in the medical field, emerging field of cardiovascular surgery called open heart surgery and heart bypass surgery that was only made necessary if they could eliminate any potential for a treatment that was non-invasive relative to a surgical procedure that would basically curtail the need for a surgical intervention that could cost upwards of a quarter million to half a million dollars today in some cases. Not kidding how expensive this can be. And you couldn't bill for it if you didn't need it because you were able to clear the arteries through synthetic amino acid treatment therapy, EDTA, intravenously. So, Superdon, did you know that they called doctors quacks who did IV chelation if it wasn't to get the lead out? I, I have heard of that, yes. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. They don't care yeah. who they call a quack. They could be medical doctors, but if they do a treatment that competes with a monopoly treatment that could be very profitable for the industry, the allopathic medical industry or the pharmaceutical industry. Um, you know, this uh, synthetic amino acid EDTA is pennies on the dollar compared to a uh, open heart surgery scenario. Right. So here you go, the history of lead toxicity and the answer to it. Now, we would increase selenium. There are a lot of things we can do to get the lead out, per se. Uh, what about a zeolite? That hmm? What's that? What about a zeolite? Absolutely, a zeolite. We have a link to a wonderful uh, colloidal-type zeolite in, uh, well, every day of the Robert Scott Bell Show website, robertscottbell.com. Check it out. We'll be right back with more healing to go off a neurological basis. Parkinson's, anyone? Yes, after this. You're listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show. bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. Where or where is the Robert Scott Bell Show going to be next? Well, we're going to be in Florida, January 5th through the 8th, Orlando to be specific, the Hyatt to even be more specific. And I think that's the one on International Drive, thanks to uh, Terry and Stu Warner, the Warners. Those, those doctors are hosting another wonderful event, including the Nurse Freedom Network, uh, a lot of health and freedom discussions, and a lot of chiropractic focus as well. But everybody's welcome. And we have that linked up in the show notes, as well as the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. The Uncensored Truth, and you'll see amazing things happening at that one. Then in February, just following the, and by the way, Super D, did you put up the, um, the virtual expo, the Health Freedom Virtual Expo? Because we need that in there for February as well. No? I don't yes. I think so. Not yet, no. Okay. All right, but uh, have that up there if you can. But also in February, we have the Next Steps Conference outside of Atlanta in Buford, Georgia at Lake Lanier Islands. And that's next-steps.info. 
And I will be there uh, with many of my friends and hopefully you too over my birthday weekend. But the prior weekend is 18th through 19th. And we are going to be um, it, uh, doing the virtual Health Freedom Expo. And that's available to everybody around the world through the Whova app. And it's like 30 bucks for the weekend. And you get three months of time to watch all of it. All of it. Best deal ever. So check that out as upcoming events. We'll have more events coming up in March and April. Uh, be Healthy Utah is going to host us at an event in uh, uh, April as well in Sandy, Utah. So you never know where we're going to end up. But it, you would know if you got the newsletter from Superdon by texting RSB, my initials, to the number 22828. So whip out your cell phone if you got one and you're not driving at the moment. Dial 22828 in your text field to tell it that's where you want to send it and send my initials, Robert Chappell, RSB. And then you'll be prompted to enter your email and you'll be plugged in and you'll get, uh, you won't miss anything and you'll get the greatest deals ever, including those of you who know, uh, have loved ones or friends or family that are trying to quit smoking or vaping or any type of uh, craving. Uh, we have this amazing new remedy available to you. And it's made from Mucuna purians. And this is the velvet bean in Ayurvedic medicine that has L-dopa naturally occurring. So it gives a dopamine uh, uh, boost, if you will. And that's a big part of the craving for nicotine and cigarettes and other things that, oh, I got to get that hit. And you get that, you you don't even want to. And you get it and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm better. Now we have Crave Kicker. Crave Kicker with a K. K-R-A-V-E. Kicker.com. With a special discount between now and January, the 4th or 5th Super Don, I'm not sure which. Uh, but it's RSB 10. No, it's RSB 15. 15% RSB 15 gets you 15% off. That goes through January 5th. And if you'd like to hear more about it, mm -hmm. I uh, did an interview with uh, Sean David Cohen uh, over the weekend. And nice. it is now published up on the podcast. So you can learn more. We kind of went more into depth about uh, Crave Kicker, Purians, addiction, mm -hmm. etc. 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 So you can catch that. It's a beautiful there. thing. We've got so many awesome remedies for you, and, and this is like a great stocking stuffer. And even if you're not addicted to something, if you need a, a dopamine boost safely, do it. This is going to be great, and I can't wait to try it myself. I think it finally arrived, but we're not there to get it. Super Don, have you tried it yet? I have. Yes, and okay. I, but I'm, it's 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 a process. It's going on here. Yeah. All right. Carry on, my friend. I've got some more stuff to talk about here. Uh, moving on from there to the. Uh, um, Silverite pillows. If you go to Silverite Global, uh, we have, again, there's a wonderful banner link at robertscottbell.com. And this is the pillow I sleep on, and I want you to sleep on it as well. Not mine. I'm going to sleep on mine. You sleep on yours. But you get one. And you can get it for uh, 50 bucks off, basically. It's normally 149 Now you get it for 99 with the code RSB22. And that's a great deal. And if you get one before Christmas, you'll be entered into a giveaway after Christmas, maybe right at New Year's where Lisa Hill is going to give away a pillow, an entire pillow, $149 value for free to one of you that is bought during this time frame between now and Christmas. So do take advantage of that. Also use the code RSB20 if you want any of the other products she has, like the, the travel pillow, the pillow beds for, for, for pets and everything. It is so awesome. So amazing. And you know, you don't even know what you're sleeping on. If you're on a foam pillow or a feather pillow, even an organic cotton pillow, which is good but the stuff can grow in and on those things, not on the Silverite pillow. So check that out. Take advantage of that also. And also my friends at Nutritional Frontiers, nutritionalfrontiers.com, also cbdnf.com, RSB15 discount code. And that is good for even sale items. 
and they've got a lot of sales going upwards of fit of 20% off for the 12 days of Christmas. Bunch of pairs of things that you'd want to get. Use the code RSB15 and save big bucks for that. A lot more than I can tell you, but I just want to dive in now uh, to our story this segment about Parkinson's. Super Don's making fun of Neil Diamond. I don't know why he does that. Tries to get me, but I'm not going to fall for it. But unfortunately, Neil Diamond and many other people have been diagnosed with Parkinson's, a loss of control, the nervous system and, and different things, the shaking of the hands. I mean, eventually people can't even feed themselves, can't bathe themselves. It's just a horrible thing to witness happening. Now, this headline is shocking because it's over at Medical Express. It says this, Parkinson's disease is more common than thought. Okay. Maybe not controversial, but the second statement in the headline is, toxins may contribute to rising rates. Toxins. It used to be when I brought up toxins, the skeptics would go, oh, that's so ridiculous. He's so unscientific. He's, he's got Dunning-Kruger, whatever they'd say. Toxins, heavy metals, all of these things, persistent organic pollutants, all of these things that are causing neurological degradation, they're finally acknowledging it. It's one of those, I told you so, or could it have been, hell, moment of duh, Superdon thinks that probably not that. But even as the incident rates rise, um, they're really related in, in areas particularly of heavy industry manufacturing, like the Rust Belt states, Northeast and Midwest. Talk about heavy metals. A disease like this, they say, could bankrupt our health system. Uh, this is one of the researchers that was quoted here something that we should all be paying attention to. Of course, whether it bankrupts you or not, it's still a disaster. Why would we tolerate this? Why wouldn't we look at potential causes instead of saying it's bad luck or it's in your genes and here's some drugs? And they'll often use, I don't know, dopa as well. Uh, but you can, you know, I, I think the, I'm not saying the Crave Kicker is a cure for this, but I wouldn't be without it. I think it's a great adjunct. But we got to reduce the toxicity reduce the toxicity significantly. Now, in 2018 study from the Parkinson's Prevalence Project estimated that 930,000 people in the U.S. would be living with Parkinson's by 2020 and 1.2 million by 2030. And they say more old people. Of course, you know, the longer you're exposed to the toxins and the less you can defend yourself as the minerals are depleted like selenium to protect you from often those heavy metals that are contributing to this. But why are the rates increasing? They like to say because you're getting older, but old people in the past didn't get Parkinson's. This is not, this is more, a, this is not an ancient disease. But yeah, the longer you're toxic, the more it's going to impact your entire body, including the nervous system and the brain. But they said there's an odd connection between smoking and Parkinson's where heavy smokers appear less likely to develop disease. And I wonder if this goes to the nicotinic receptors as it relates to some of the things that Dr. Brian Artis has brought up regarding uh, snake venom peptides as well. The nicotinic receptors uh, being protected if you're flooding them with nicotine. Not that I'm advocating smoking per se, but there are ways, in fact, um, homeopathic nicotine is something I would consider as well. But they got Ohio and Pennsylvania, they say, driven by a variety of factors rising there. What are those uh, factors in Ohio and Pennsylvania? What's the similarities? Again, environmental toxins from heavy metals heavy industry and they're actually asking the right questions now so let's see what else have they implicated pesticide the pesticide paraquat how often have i said pesticides are a problem why did i go organic to reduce pesticide exposure 
Lawsuits are ongoing against the manufacturer of Paraquat because individuals with Parkinson's were exposed to it with no previous genetic, you know, reference or link points, except that they were exposed to Paraquat before developing Parkinson's. I'm not saying Paraquat's the only thing, but also other forms of air pollution. They have this thing called trichloroethylene, TCE exposure. They're seeing linked. And they're actually finally asking the right questions about toxicology. This is an amazing thing that's changing. And I'm thrilled to hear it. It's just, I'm sorry for all of those who are, it's too late to help them. But this is why if you are paying attention to the things we do here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, you're years ahead, sometimes decades ahead of the medical field and what they're willing to acknowledge. Now, we're about to enter my 24th year broadcasting next year. And very rarely do we have to go, oops, sorry, I was wrong. I don't know that we've done that many times. Maybe Super Don knows if I've done it even once. But if, I, if I'm wrong, I'm happy to say it. This is not about my ego. But if I'm right, I'm right. And I'm not the only one. But those are the people that are not often lauded or appreciated much by the mainstream, pharmaceutically conflicted media. So this leads us to our question of the day. Let me see if I can bring this out in front of me. Where are you hiding question of the day? It's in the show notes. Let's see. Hiding, scrolling, scrolling. There it is. This is from Mia. Hi, guys. I always appreciate all of your wonderful wisdom. I have a mother, late 60s, who was recently found to have polycythemia, hypercoagulability, thick blood. She bruises easily. She has chronic pain and has had Lyme disease years ago. Her doctor suggested a hip replacement for the hip issue. The only medications that she currently is prescribed is for heartburn and allergy issues. Where should we start to remedy these problems? I hope you have a wonderful holiday. Love you so both so much, Mia. Thank you, Mia. We love you too. By the way, the heartburn drugs, classic precursor to osteopenia, osteoporosis, and brittle bones and bone weakness because you block absorption of key elements needed, minerals needed for the integrity of the bones, the tissues, the, the muscles, the cartilage, all of the connective tissue. And so what needs to be considered here, I believe, is to replenish the silica that is missing, the uh, copper, the sovereign copper as well, and the selenium. Those are all key things. But the blood, that's cardio miracle. Cardio miracle is so critically necessary for uh, the, the restoration of the integrity of the endothelial tissue with sustained nitric oxide production. And of course, for the coagulability, hypercoagulability, thick blood, that becomes not only uh, a hydration issue, so I'd recommend echo water with hydrogen in it, but the various snake venoms I would have you look into homeopathically, like Vipera, Lachesis, Nausea, uh, they're crotalus. There are wonderful homeopathic snake venom remedies that along with copper and selenium can be a wonderful addition to the Cardio Miracle. Homeopathic snake venoms, look into it. We'll have to do more about that at another time. We've got to take a break. We'll be back to wrap up hour one after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. All right, y'all. If you didn't know, yesterday was Super Don's birthday. Happy birthday, Super Don! Where's the children? 
Oh, okay. Come on, man. That was good. They were really excited for you. Anyway, Grandpa Super Don, <laughs> not over the hill yet, but he's got a cute ponytail. I'll say that. Yeah, you think so? Think so. You like that? Very, very cute. Yeah. I don't know if it's the grandkids really are tugging on it yet, though. Climbing. Uh, once, in a, once in a while. Grandpa once Super Don Rapunzel. And, and Riley, Riley tries to braid it yeah. every once in a while. That's cute. <laughs> well, it is Christmas time. And uh, again, we hope that you get your wonderful Christmas gifts. Be part of all the great, great things that you can get here through the Robert Scott Bell Show. I got, I got some Christmas uh, jingling going on there. I hear it. Uh, you sent an article and I just, I completely blew it. I misread it. I thought it said singing Christmas cards. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, what is a sing? Well, you know, there is such a thing as a singing Christmas card. Yeah. I, no, you open them you ever up. You've seen those where you, you open, you open them, them up. They have like a, a digital chip that starts playing a Christmas song. Yeah. And so I thought yeah, it was about singing Christmas cards, but no, it's about singing Christmas carols. Yes. And together is a wonderful tradition, but it's apparently also good for you, Super Don. So what makes it good for you? Um, well, when you sing Christmas carols, sometimes they give you uh, hot cocoa and cookies. Ah. Well, they went to a really extreme example as I'm reading this. Uh, you think it's as extreme? <laughs> uh, 50 years ago, an Eastern Airlines Flight 401 crashed in the Everglades, miraculously 77 Dude, this is a cool story. This is, this is not, ex- yeah. And so they're out there in the alligator infested swamp and mm-hmm. they sang Christmas carols to lift their Christmas spirit. carols. Yeah. How do they, I mean, I, I, I dig that story. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. I mean, what a, what a brutal experience. And you sing Christmas songs together and you get, get a little, uh, lift and uh, you make what do you what do you what Christmas carol do you think they sang while they were sitting there in the alligator infested swamp? Uh, is there one that's a, more appropriate than others? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying very quickly to try to come up with some some funny. No, to say, I don't but, know. I couldn't figure it out. You know, but I get I get it. I I totally understand it because uh, have you ever found yourself? I I, I have actually mm-hmm. in a a situation where you're really feeling down. You're really feeling, say, scared. Mm. And I can remember when I was a kid and I was going to church and stuff like that, that there were like, you know, church hymns and stuff like that, that, that uh, I found that if I sang that, and I actually did this on a couple of occasions, mm-hmm. it actually made me feel better. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so. You make fun of Neil you know, Diamond, mutant. but I sang Neil Diamond songs and I felt better. Well, you know, whatever works for you, yeah. right? You know, music is is a powerful thing. It is, and um, singing Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that? Gone out with a group and sang Christmas carols before? Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made it out of. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. That's right. See, I did it again. What is you just so Christmas? I did it again. I'm so anti-Semitic. Oh it's just gosh, not cool. Don, I try. I did it again. Of course, you haven't sang Christmas carols. <laughs> I just pulled a Biden, right? So funny. <laughs> like when he was no, calling no, for the dead Christmas. person. Why is she not here? Super D, I I'm absolutely love Christmas. Music, okay. So no problem. Okay. Yeah, we have fun with that every year. Have you ever with a group sang uh, Jewish carols or Hanukkah carols or whatever? What I, are they called? Have I sung to a woman named Carol who is Jewish? I don't know. No. Carol Burnett Jewish? I don't know. Do, do, do Jewish people not sing like uh, holiday song, Hanukkah sure, songs together? Yes. Is not that the not a thing? Part of the the weekend, but anyway. 
You're funny. All you right. Feel really I've, good I've dug myself. A, birthday boy. I have dug myself in a deep enough hole. I just need to I let this it. one go. You make, you make fun of Super Don all the time because you make fun of me. Uh, but how about yeah. this? Research shows that group singing can improve individual and social well-being for people with Parkinson's. Oh, even that. And their caregivers, mm-hmm. mothers with postnatal depression, and people living with cancer. Nice. These are reasons to sing together. The power of music. It is a real thing. Yeah. My, and you know what? It's a double-edged sword, though. Why is that? Depending on the music, sometimes music can make you feel like crap. Like, you know, Sweet Caroline. Oh, jeez, um, man. I got to find, like, a really good disco song for you that you love and make you play it, earworm you. But, uh, all right, I won't because it was your birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, my brother. The Robert Scott Bell Show.